Hi, my name's Brian. I only know four stories, but I'd like to share them with you. So sit back, relax, and for this bonus episode, let me tell you a story about the stories that I know and why I'm telling them. So, you know, recently I've I've been, you know, I tried to do a National Novel Writing Month a couple of times, and I tried writing some short stories, and uh, I, I did this one thing that you can find on the internet called Zombie Math Adventure as part of when I was a math teacher, um, www.zombiemathadventure.com. But I I wanted to keep writing and to to get better at my my writing and creating things and telling stories. So I um, when I heard about the new podcast, start with this from the Night Vale creators. Um, I I started doing more writing. I started following along with that, uh, and I really wanted to start doing a, a regular podcast feature. You know, I I wrote a few shorter things for the start with this, but I I really wanted to start doing a a regular feature. Um, I was also inspired by, uh, kind of randomly from another one of my hobbies, a guy named Brooks Jensen. Uh, He um, runs a photography magazine called Lenswork. Uh, And uh, one thing that he said over and over is that the most important thing about a project is not just working on something and improving something, but actually finishing something and, and putting it out there for other people to experience. So I, I wanted to do that, but what should I do? What should I focus on? Um, and that one took me a while to figure out. Um, I often listen to soothing or familiar things uh, when I fall asleep, like um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is a, is a regular, uh, or um, sometimes the Adventure Zone podcast. Uh, and I heard about the, um, the... and listened to also some of the, the Sleep With Me podcast. Um, I, I thought, okay, cool. I could tell bedtime stories. This would be, we, this would be fun. Um, because I really love telling stories. And, uh, back when I was a camp counselor and, uh, when I ran hiking and camping trips, uh, I, I used to tell stories, uh, all the time. Um, but then I had to decide, okay, which ones should I tell? So I decided to tell these four shaggy dog stories, uh, and to tell them over and over, uh, and to try to do different riffs on them each time. Uh, and that bit was actually inspired by um, the Till Death Do Us Blart podcast, uh, and the Worst Idea of All Time podcast, where um, these gents just riff the same movie over and over and over. Um, you know, they watch it and they... Um, podcast about it over and over and over again. So that repetitive nature kind of, you know, stretching and and pushing and and going to think of new things and talk about the same material in uh, a new way again and again um, seemed fascinating to me. So I'm going to keep doing this uh, regularly for as long as I can. um, And at the very least until this coronavirus pandemic is over and I have to go back to to teaching uh, in person. because I, I have a lot more time doing the, the distance learning thing. Anyway, in terms of process, here are the rules that I've set myself for this podcast. I'm going to do at least one story episode per week. Um, each story that I tell has to be at least an hour long. 
I can't pre-write or pre-plan anything. I go into every recording session with just the story I'm going to tell and the general theme. Uh, the theme for these first four tellings uh, uh, the, of each, uh, the one of each story was to stick as close as possible to the original stories, but still stretch them out into an hour long. I'm going to do minimal editing. Um, if there are long pauses or if I need to take a break to go to the bathroom or if there are any um, sound artifacts like um, pops or, or hisses or, or plosives or things, I'll try to um, edit those out. Uh, I'm still figuring out the whole recording and uh, audio editing thing. Um, uh, yeah. Um, the stories need to always start and end in the same place. So there's, there's, a, there's a skeleton framework here that I'm going to stick to each time. Um, so here's what that means for those four stories. Just in case you've been actually falling asleep to these, which would be awesome, uh, and never getting to the end of them, uh, here are shorter, uh, closer to the original version of the four stories that I'm going to keep telling, just so you can get um, a, a general idea. Uh, so the, the red and white story, or the red and white joke, as uh, it was first told to me. There was a house, a red and white house, where two red and white children lived with their red and white parents. Uh, they uh, were, were very happy in their red and white house, and they got up when the red and white sun came over the red and white horizon every day, and they would go out and play in their red and white yard, and... Uh, uh, one day, uh, they decided they wanted to go over to their red and white friend's house for a red and white sleepover. Uh, and the red and white father said, okay, um, and they got their red and white sleeping bags and their red and white backpacks, and they uh, walked over to their red and white friend's house, and they um, set up their red and white sleeping bags in the red and white uh, bedroom of their red and white friend, uh, and they uh, played with the red and white friend. They built a red and white campfire in the, the backyard, and they roasted red and white marshmallows over the red and white flames, and they made red and white s'mores, and then they they went to to sleep in their red and white beds and red and white sleeping bags. And the next morning, they got up, uh, and they ran down the red and white stairs to have some red and white breakfast, uh, and the... Uh, red and white uh, parents in that house asked uh, all three of the red and white children whether what they wanted to eat, what kind of cereal they wanted. Uh, and two of the red and white children said they wanted Cheerios, and one of the red and white children said they wanted uh, red and white Wheaties. Uh, and so the moral of this story is that children prefer Cheerios to Wheaties two to one. Uh, and that's it. That's the, the red and white story. Uh, you know, sometimes in the past when I've told this, I've made it a little more like a Hansel and Gretel thing. Like they they go into the woods and there's an uh, they find a red and white candy house and they sleep overnight and there's this red and white witch and they get up the next morning and uh, she wants to know what they want for breakfast and there's a little bit more tension, but it's still exactly the same thing. It's red and white Cheerios over red and white Wheaties. So that's kind of a, a fun and silly one uh, and. Uh, the the thing that for that one is just that every time you say a, a a noun that you should try to make it red and white if if that descriptor applies at all. Um, so that's the first one. 
the second one, uh, the African peach pie story, or the African peach pie joke, goes a little bit like this. So once upon a time, there was a man, uh, and he booked a trip to uh, Africa. He, he wanted to see Africa. So he got on an airplane, and he flew over to Africa. Uh, and uh, as they were flying over the Sahara, there started to be engine trouble. Uh, and the plane crashed in the desert. Uh, and when he woke up, uh, he had to crawl through the desert to try to find some sign of civilization or anywhere where he could get some help. Uh, and eventually he came upon this restaurant where they sold pie. And he ordered a slice of the African peach pie. And it was the most amazing thing that he had ever tasted. It was the special on the menu, and there was only one slice left. So he eventually uh, got back home, and he was like, I have to try to go back there and get some more pie. Uh, and he... Uh, he waits a year, uh, and he, he tries to go back again, uh, and this time he finds the place, and they have more of the African peach pie, um, but they have a new special this time, uh, and instead of getting the pie he'd been dreaming about, uh, he, he chooses the special again. Uh, and the moral of that story is that you should always try the special. Now, with, with again, I told a shortened version of that one, um, but the the way it was originally told is that cycle would happen several times. The guy would get on the plane, the plane would crash, he'd crawl through the desert, uh, and he'd get to the pie store again, but this time they wouldn't have the pie. Uh, and then he would go home, and he would get on a plane again, and uh, they would fly over the desert and the plane would crash and he'd crawl to the pie store and they wouldn't have the pie and, and so on. And as, as this was originally told, it was more of a joke that basically you would keep that cycle going for as long as possible just to see how like annoyed you could make your friends work. Um, but that, that's not as interesting as a, as a story. So, um, if you listen to that episode that I recorded, you'll, um, uh, get an idea of how I tried to stretch that out and turn it into a little bit more of a story. Um, but that's the, the African peach pie one. Um, and uh, let's see, the next one is the, the watermelon uh, joke. Um, and this one, again, um, was... Um, th this one had a moral. Um, this was the first one that, uh, that I learned and that, that had a moral to it. Um, and... Um, here's the watermelon, uh, story. Um, uh, the, okay. So, uh, the, the setup is, it goes like this. So there's a kid, uh, and, uh, he has his lunch, uh, or she, the, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, and I'll probably switch it up as I tell the story different times. Um, so there's a kid, uh, in a school lunchroom, uh, and the kid opens up their lunchbox, uh, and they're pawing through it. They see a sandwich, some chips, um, and an, an apple. Uh, and they're kind of bummed out because it's the middle of summer and they, they wanted a slice of watermelon. So they, they turn to their friend and say, man, you know what? I wish that I really had some watermelon for lunch. Uh, and their friend screams and run out of the, runs out of the room and goes to get the, the teacher and the principal. And everybody is looking shocked. And the, the teacher and the principal come running in and they come to this kid and, and they say, what, what did you do? And the kid 
is confused and just says, well, all I, all I said was that I wanted some watermelon for lunch. Uh, and the principal grabs the kid and drags them out of the lunchroom and, and calls the police. And the police come and they, they interview this, this confused kid and say, what, what happened? You know, why did we have to get called? And the kid says, all I said is I wanted some watermelon for lunch. And the cops arrest the kid and drag the kid uh, out of the school and, and take the kid off to prison. Uh, and uh, when uh, the, the kid finally gets up in front of a judge, the judge says, well, this is unusual. I, why, why is there a kid in my courtroom? Uh, and the kid says, all I said was watermelon. I don't understand why everybody's acting so crazy. Uh, and the judge slams the gavel and says, 20 years. I've, I've never, in all of my years as a judge, um, had anything like this happen before. And so the kid is thrown in prison. Uh, and, you know, at, at this point in the story, uh, you could riff a little bit, depending on how long you wanted it to go and, and how much you wanted to drive your friends nuts while you were telling the story. Um, but the kid would uh, spend some time in prison and maybe they would get thrown into solitary or the sentence could get extended or they'd get out or whatever. But then someday, you know, 30 years later, they finally make parole uh, and they um, get out and, and they, they walk out of prison and they're uh, uh, free once again and they look across the street and they see a vendor selling watermelon. And they're furious. They're going to smash every single one of those watermelons that, that ruined their life. Uh, and they um, run across the street to smash the watermelons, and they immediately get hit by a bus and are killed. Uh, and the moral of that one is always look both ways before you cross the street. Um, and it's also important in the telling of that one that you never explain what's going on with the watermelon, like why... That, or what happened, or anything like that. Um, I have uh, some theories, maybe, about that. It, I never actually learned. It's not part of the story. Uh, and, and so, yeah, who knows? It's some grand eldritch mystery, perhaps. And maybe I can actually use that in a future episode. Nah, I don't know. Um, but that's the, that's the third one. Uh, and the fourth and final Shaggy Dog story... Uh, that I'm going to be telling uh, over and over again is the clown story or the clown joke. Um, and the basic structure of that story is like this. Uh, there's a person who goes to a comedy show uh, and the comic that's going to be performing that night is a clown. And the clown does insult comedy. Uh, and the person is sitting kind of near the front of the auditorium, and so the clown picks on them uh, and just starts tearing into them and ripping them up, and the person gets so upset that they run out of the, the comedy club. Um, and they figure, okay, that was that was bad, but I can get back at this clown. So they, they train on insult comedy, and they figure they're going to heckle the clown the next time they see them. Um, and so they buy another ticket uh, to go back and see the clown perform again. And the same thing happens. The clown just tears into them, and it's, it's awful. And they, they leave, and they, they go to clown college. They, they, they try to become trained to, to be uh, even better than this clown. Uh, and uh, they, they go back, and they, they, they see this clown's show again for the third time, you know, or more, depending on how much you want to stretch it out. Uh, and 
the clown just tears into them again. Uh, and then at some point, they get up and they look the clown straight in the eye and they say, Oh yeah? Well, screw you, clown. Uh, and the moral of that story is that comebacks always sound better in your head than when you say them out loud. Um, and, you know, if you're you're telling it to the appropriate audience, you can drop the F-bomb instead of saying screw you. But uh, I don't really want to put the explicit tag on this podcast, so uh, I'm just going to stick with uh, screw you, clown, instead of the other one. Um, and I that's really about it. Those are the four stories that I'm going to be telling, and that's my plan for this podcast. Uh, Weekly, hour-long, improvised, shaggy dog storytelling around the framework of those uh, four stories. Uh, And I I really hope you enjoy this podcast, and if you do, uh, please, please feel free to tell anyone else you think might enjoy this. It's, It's really a joy to bring it to you and to to have a project that I've seen through to fruition and, and I'm actually putting out into the world. Um, I'd, I'd love to share that joy that I get from making this with, uh, with more people. Um, you know, feel free to also reach out to me. Um, I've got my email link, uh, in the, the notes for this podcast. It's four shaggy dog stories at gmail.com with the numeral four, not the letters. So the number four and then shaggy dog stories at gmail.com. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments on the audio, I'm, I'm really still trying to figure out my recording setup. I'm just recording this in the guest bedroom, which has kind of turned into my office during this whole coronavirus thing. So, um, yeah, that, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this little bonus episode and please stay healthy, uh, folks. Um, the world is better off with, with you in it. And, uh, yeah, um, thanks for listening.